On the road, a, third, a second straight week on the road, bags two of three away from home for us, Honorado and Bagnardi, week five of the NFL season. A lot to react to in terms of Major League Baseball's postseason, but the offseason storylines that also go along with the Mets and Yankees. We are coming at you live from Marcella's Appliance Center in Schenectady. How are you, Bags? I'm doing well, man. You say we're away from home, but this is a home away is, man. from home, one of our beloved sponsors on the show. We couldn't make what we do possible without people like the folks at Marcellus. So we thank them for that. And we thank them for welcoming them literally into their home. I feel like I'm in a home. I'm in the Sub-Zero Wolf section here. The just beautiful kitchen appliances. It makes me want to move in here. So I feel like I'm in and I'm I'm with the Thermador appliances. By the way, all the appliances in my house are courtesy of Marcella's. My guy Johnny Marcella hooking me up years ago, and I will continue to come back to them. Uh, this is the Thermador section of the store. It's beautiful, but it, but here's what I keep thinking, Shawnee, is you know, I don't like cleaning the kitchen at home. Can yeah. you imagine maintaining this every single day as beautifully as they do? That that would be my hang up. There are other reasons why Johnny wouldn't hire me, but but that might be the reason I don't apply. Yeah, but if you had all these appliances in your home, you would do nothing but keep them clean. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. All right, let's get it going on Honorado and Bagnardi here. As I said, week five of the NFL season, we've got our guest picker, our pick six vodka pick them coming up. And wait till you see the standings after four weeks. It's embarrassing, which is really not a shock by any means, but it's, it's embarrassing nonetheless. Your Mets are looking for a new manager. Will the Yankees be looking for a new manager this offseason? We'll ask those questions. We'll even try to answer them here on Honorado and Bagnardi from Marcel's Appliance Center in Schenectady. This is Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Outfit House. All right, Bags, before we get into the baseball, before we even get into our picks this week, uh, let's look at some of the NFL games that kind of catch our attention without making a selection, which we'll do six as we do each and every single week here uh, on the show. We get the division matchup between the Giants and Cowboys, which I'm really locked in on. Dallas is playing as well as anybody in the league right now, especially offensively. They made a curious release middle of the week, cutting uh, Jalen Smith, who was a stud linebacker for them, but he wasn't starting this year with the emergence of rookie Micah Parsons. So the defense even gets a little bit of a tweak here going into week five. And the Giants are coming off a win. This one, I really think this one could be good, and it could be high scoring. Could be. Uh, I'm not ready to – well, like I said, we'll make our picks later. The Giants – I don't think what we saw last week was fool's gold from them. That was a really good win on the road, right, at a decent New Orleans team. But before that, you know, they were, they were in games. This is not a team that's that bad. So it's not shocking that they could get a win like that. It's nice that they finally get off the schneid. But – I think Dallas is head and shoulders above them and clearly the favorite in this division. So if the Giants can surprise us, surprise me, and win this game against Dallas, now all of a sudden you can flip this division on its head and, and really start to question what we're going to see the rest of the season. But 
uh, spoiler alert here, I don't know that that's going to be the case. All right, and I feel like we're just going to revisit this every single time we talk about this division. I picked Washington to win the division. You picked Dallas to win the division. Uh, no, I don't yet have your Harrison Butker sweatshirt with the Yankees making the playoffs. Uh, we'll get to that. A little roll call here to start the show. Sam, good morning. Yep, morning, Sam. How about those Yankees? We will get to those Yankees for sure. J-Man likes the tie. I appreciate it. And a little preview here of our guest picker. Jeff Casey is our guest picker here in the pick six. Pick them. He's fired up. Let's go. He knows that Honorado and Bagnardi are coming off back-to-back losing weeks. Yeah, he should have that. He should be fired up. We stink. We came out of the gate hot, got the first two wins, and all of a sudden now it's a losing streak. So we've got to break that this week. Jeff, you're going down. Your Jets go across the pond. Yeah. Coming off a win. What happens? The Jets win. The NFL says you're going to London. Good luck. (laughs) Uh, yes. So a winnable game. I'm excited. I'm excited about this one because you get to wake up and and get it out of the way. You know, it's like you can enjoy your full Sunday, your full slate of games after having your team played. And now you've got that really a quadruple header of football to watch if you're interested in that, which who isn't. So that's exciting for me. I like these kind of games because of the start time. Don't love the London games in general, though. I was worried you are going to say, hey, like having the game early, get it out of the way, then I can go about my business and do other things. No, the other things are to watch football the rest More of the football. day. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have to worry about – see, because of the state of the Jets, and I know, you, like you said, they're coming off a win, it's hard to, to want to watch them in a 1 o'clock game or a 4 o'clock game and then still follow everything else because it's like you feel like you need to watch the yeah. Jets, the Jets fan. And like I said, if that's out of the way, it's great. It's like they kind of have a Thursday game, only it gets to be on Sunday also. So, again, for the start time, I like it. But traveling to London, the NFL's got to stop doing this. I I don't like it. It's it's not going to stop. You're going to. I mean, eventually and ideally, if you're Goodell, he's going to do more. He, he would he would have a team located there. That's what I was going to ask. How long before you think there's a team a couple of years ago, I would have said 10 years. Now, I'm not so sure that we're going to see global expansion from the NFL as quickly. You just can't solve the travel nightmare of it. I no, mean, it has to be. It has to be the London team stays in London for eight games. Yeah. Now we're playing 17 of these things. So they stay for eight or nine, and then they come to America and they play eight or nine. I mean, it's, it's, it's a disadvantage for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody it involved. It doesn't work. Yeah. I don't like it, but I'm excited about the Jets going there because I feel like this is going to be, as, as we talk about with us going on our losing streak here, a streak only takes two. I think Jets are going to be on a winning streak after Sunday. I think they're going to go in there and and beat the Falcons. And again, we'll make our predictions here in a little bit, but I, I'm excited about this game. And how can you not be excited about what you saw last week? Zach Wilson, the team... It was, it was a good turnaround game. And, again, now you just need to stay turned around and keep going mm-hmm. in that direction. So important to go out there and win a winnable game now. All right, this is funny. Sam, only going to get worse when the Jags move to London. Owner wants to be there, not Florida. Yeah, potentially. I mean, that may be the move. Jacksonville's long rumored been the team that would make the move if, if any of them did. Good morning, Carol. Yes, I, I'm, I'm in nap mode these days. 
I, I have some days where I go straight through 1.30 a.m. alarm till, you know, 8, 9 at night. That Today is one of them, but but I've I've gotten used to taking the naps. Here's the question. How do you get picked for the pick six? Pick them. Follow the News Channel 13 Facebook page. We will post something each and every week. All you have to do is share that post, and you'll be eligible for a random selection uh, to be our guest picker on the show. So that's how. So look for those posts on the News Channel 13 platforms. And, uh, and yeah, you may be picking against us sometime soon. Game of the week, fair to say, Buffalo-Kansas City, or are you more intrigued by a game like Cleveland and the Chargers? No, you lost me at Cleveland. Yeah, the game of the week. Cleveland's three and one. Hang on, Cleveland's three and one. Cleveland is the team that a couple of years ago you thought might win the division and maybe get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and what did I tell you ahead of this season about Cleveland? I'm not picking Cleveland anymore. I'm not picking Cleveland. Okay. Now the Chargers are coming off a win. Um, it's it's a good game. It's it's an interesting game. But no, no, no. The game of the week is the AFC championship game, Buffalo and Kansas City. And I do think that could very well be the AFC championship game. Explain to me which which team in the AFC right now would you put above either of those teams? It's not Cleveland. It's not Cleveland. Um, No, it's it's Buffalo and Kansas City right now. So but but I'm I'm intrigued by the Chargers. And before you dismiss them, like Justin Herbert is playing at an elite level um, coming off an injury. The offense is humming when it's healthy with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And then obviously Austin Eckler in the backfield and the defense has the pass rush you need in today's NFL to be really successful. So uh, yeah, uh, give me Buffalo and Kansas city is one and one a in whichever order you like them. But, but the chargers are, they're not sneaky. They're, they're just straight up good now. Yeah. I mean, to me, give me the Ravens. But it's it's still a no. It's they're still clearly the top two teams, um, and the way Buffalo's offense is rolling, you want to talk about what could be a high scoring game. Uh, this one's shaping up to be a really fun matchup. And you yeah. said this last week, man, Sunday Night Football just gets them all right. I mean, they get they get every every game is a must watch game on Sunday Night Football. You know, when you and I were growing up. Sunday night was big, but I always thought Monday night football was like the big game. That was the game you wanted on your schedule. That was the game. If you got that one, you were the big primetime game of the week. That's not yep. the case anymore. You know, Monday night football is is good, and it's – back then you almost felt like it was an honor to play on Monday night. Now that's Sunday night. If you are playing on Sunday night, you're doing something right. You are the game of the week. So – Good job by NBC for really turning that one around. I don't think I don't think ABC slash ESPN did themselves any favors not having the game on ABC anymore. I think right. over the long run, that's what really wore that down. But NBC has really established itself as having the game of the week. And, you know, Al Michaels and Collinsworth are great. The production value of the games is very good. So kudos to them. And every game is must watch. And flex scheduling helps a great deal. If Monday sure. had that. That would change the game there too. Yeah, but that's, that's another good move by them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even the simplest things, the little things that people don't notice, like the the music NBC uses going to commercial break, it somehow is tied to the city that they are in each and every. I mean, they they literally think of 
just about everything. It, it production value for sure. Here's a question from Adam. Well, funny thing here. Urban Meyer will be back coaching NCAA before Jags are in London. Yeah. Uh, also, Jalen Smith, a good fit in Green Bay. Yeah, I, look, I'm a Packers fan. You know that uh, Smith is not playing or ha hasn't been playing at the level he was when he was a pro bowler in 2019. But I love it. They need more athleticism at the linebacker position. He's got that <laughs> speed. And so uh, while I probably would have preferred a guy like Stefan Gilmore, yeah. Um, who the Patriots traded for a sixth round pick bags. Uh, I, I do like Jalen Smith, Urban Meyer. How many years Urban Meyer in Jacksonville over or under a year and a half? I'm going to say over, okay. but I don't feel very comfortable about that. And now Carol, by the way, Carol's concerned. Chris, why are you still standing? She's very concerned. Oh. About you. you know, what's funny. So we stand on the morning show. You stand for two hours. I do. It's good for you to stand. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, you like you like it, no chair. It's good for you to stand. And plus, if I'm standing, I can do this. Uh, right. Ooh. Nice. See what I'm saying? Yep. Very nice. So I like to be. If I can be on my feet, man, I, I like to be on my feet. Honestly, it's my preferred. Uh, I'm not going to say preferred position because you know where that goes, but I like to stand. Okay. So I like to sit because I got another year older today and, uh, and the back, the back is thrown. You, you can't even, you can't even get out of bed anymore. And once you hit a certain age, you... I see you walking in here gingerly and I'm thinking it, like, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's not good. You hit a certain age and it's all downhill. I mean, you got to get this together, Bex. Yes, happy birthday, Shawnee. Happy birthday, buddy. It is your birthday. October 7th is your birthday. Now, here's the thing. You know, Facebook uh, will tell you whose birthday it is. Yeah. It is your birthday, obviously. But in terms of my Facebook friends, you are one of 10 people with a birthday today. How is that even possible? Isn't that unbelievable? How is that even possible? 10 people. How can yeah. you have how many, how many friends do you have? 10 million? I'd, I'd, I'd have, no, not even all that many. Look at me. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. The odds of that. I don't know. Yeah. That, there's something to that. Yeah. You uh, have a you have a birthday. Thank you, Ash. Let me you yeah, have, let's let's get through some roll call of birthdays here. Ash, J Man, oh, Sam. Cool. Thank you guys. Carol's all over it too. You have a birthday that is a very common birthday among people we know. Yep, you, know several, you know several people that share your birthday, but yep, 10, Kiano, 10 dates. Yeah. Wow. Well, Kiano, Asa Stakel, and Brian Cody all in the media or were in the media. I mean, so that's that's rare to have four in one yeah. city. I mean, good. I got 10 in an entire country that were born on October 7th. That's not nuts. Their country. Listen to you. You got friends everywhere. What were we talking about? Football, right? Who the heck knows? Let's take yeah. a break here. When we come back, uh, there's a lot of baseball to get to. The walk-off from the Dodgers. And now we get the series that everybody really was hoping for anyway, right? As nice as a story as St. Louis was with that 17-game winning streak to really catapult themselves into the wild-card standings. If you're a baseball fan, we only got one game of Yankees-Red Sox. I want a series of Giants-Dodgers, so we're going to get that after a wild walk-off in L.A. middle of the week. But We'll talk about what your Mets are in search of and whether or not the Yankees should be in the market for a new manager as well. Hey, remember the last time the Mets, that's the last time the Yankees were, were hiring a manager, the Mets were as well. And mm. it went Boone and Callaway. And yeah. now the Mets are back in the managerial market. 
who should get the job? Beltron. No, no, no. <laughs> Already tried that one. Already tried that one. All right, when we come back, we'll recap the Yankees season. We'll look ahead to what the Mets should be doing in the offseason as well. You're watching Honor Auto and Bagnardi right here on the News Channel 13 Facebook, Twitter pages, and on my four. Hey, folks, DJ with Professional Fire Restoration, and we've been turning crisis into calm for a half a century. Hi, my name is Tova. As a first-time homebuyer, I was proud and excited. Four months later, I walked down to my basement, and I was standing in a foot of water. I was anxious, overwhelmed, nervous. I even cried. My first call was to DJ at Professional Fire. When only the best will do, you know who to call. Professional Fire Restoration. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Shawnee, we're about 10 minutes away from our NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka here on Honorado and Bagnart. Where are you? I, I am in the the super dream bar. Check this yeah. out. Look at that, man. Oh, wait. That's not right. Oh, no. It's <laughs> fake. Oh, no. Come on. They got me. They got me. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call that the super dream bar necessarily, but how about this thing? Seriously, look at this, huh? Yeah, that's nice. I mean, man. you want some fancy, fancy setup in your house. Why wouldn't you come to Marcel's, man? Yeah, I've got a, a beverage center from here, um, and it is, it's worth everything it takes to get it. It's in the kitchen island. It's perfect, man. Yeah, man. Just what you'd need. Um, all right, Sean, let's start with your Mets here, okay? Because they're the ones that are going to hire a man of time right now. Let me just start this. Yankees are not firing Aaron Boone. It's not going to happen. But the Mets need a new manager with Rojas out. Who's the guy? Who do you hire if you're the New York Mets? Who can you convince to take over this team in New York? David Wright. Boy, could you imagine? Why not? Listen, they obviously... What about, what about Keith Hernandez? Give Hernandez the job. I think Hernandez is perfect where he is. Um, for me, you need a guy who who guys are going to respond to, obviously, you know, somebody who can connect with the players. So a guy who played not that long ago might be a good fit. You know, the thing I worry about with David Wright, first of all, he'd have to be interested. But the thing you worry about with him is sort of the Jason Kidd effect for me when, when he, man, when he coached the Nets, it's like they have such a legacy that, that's created as a player with team that then if they go there and manage and it doesn't work out, correct, doesn't change what they did as a player, but it does affect the overall view of a guy on your team, on your franchise. Now a guy like Aaron Boone, who cares? I mean, he had one really great right. moment with the Yankees. He's not a great Yankee. He's not a great all-time Yankee. It doesn't matter. I mean, Girardi – and look, Girardi, of course, had success as a manager. So, I mean, that's the that's the thing. I mean, you can go there and it can work out. 
and you can win a championship as a manager, and then you further cement that legacy. That's the risk. Like I said, nothing can ever take away what you did on the field. So David Wright's a guy who just stands out to me as being like an all-time man, a guy who feels like somebody players would connect with, yep. be a good voice. He's good with the media, and that's what you need. You know, Rojas just seemed like a guy – I mean, I'm not going to blame everything, all the Mets woes on Rojas, but he just wasn't a guy who – felt like he was going to go out there and say what you needed him to say or do what you needed him to do when things got tough. That's all. A guy like David Wright might do that. So you're this was you're not you're not putting on here. You think yeah. David Wright should be the next manager of the Mets? I don't think he's interested. I don't think he would do it. He's the guy as a Mets fan I would like to see the most. Okay. What in terms of realism? You know, a guy they might have a realistic shot at getting. Uh, look, I think it either has to be somebody like Wright, okay, who's just beloved and maybe brings that that element of newness to th- the dugout, or it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a lifer. It's gonna be a guy who has had m- maybe even multiple managing jobs in baseball. It's gonna be somebody who, who can bring stability to this team, and maybe you can even get somebody from another team. Um, I, I don't see them rolling the dice with another, I'll say no name, like Rojas, who, who was a lifer in that organization, I know, but outside the Mets, nobody knew who Luis Rojas was. So it's either going to be a, a big name, like Wright, or I think it's going to be a guy who, who Steve Cohen looks at and says, I need some stability, I need an adult, and, and it's going to be someone who's, who's been a manager before. Okay. Then who? Anybody jump out at you? Anybody? Not really. Would Mike Sosha take a job? He's interesting to me. I don't know that he would take a job. Who's with the Angels forever at this point? He might just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Here's a here's a name and a local one too. And he was really close to getting. I think it was the Giants' job. He was really close to getting Matt Quattraro, mm. and he is on the Rays staff. And look at look at what the Rays have done. A local guy, Bethlehem High School. He's been really close to other jobs, getting other jobs, and he hasn't yet. And so I know I'm saying I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. Like he had, hasn't been a manager before, and he's not the big name that would you know really kind of wow people. But he's made it really deep into the interviewing process for other jobs that you know if you're looking at success, he's with a Rays organization. He may be a good guy to look at. How about Bobby Valentine? Is he too old? No, he's not. But you can't bring him back. This becomes, Why not? Because this becomes Steinbrenner, Billy Martin now. No, it doesn't. bringing guys back. If you bring Bobby Valentine back, the Mets fan base would. They'd embrace that. Oh, 100%. Okay. The Mets fan base would would would, would go crazy for Bobby Valentine now. Look, when he was there, he was – he, like every manager in, in New York, you're maligned at times and other times you're celebrated. There is now, and I think a lot, some of it anyway, has to do with the, the disguise and sneaking back into the dugout after he was tossed from a game. There's yeah. sort of this, this nostalgic feel about Bobby Valentine that I, th- I think if they brought him back, he would, be, he would be widely embraced by the fan base. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Wally, we are getting to the Bills, I promise you, for sure. We did a little bit of the Bills at the top of the show. We're getting into our NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka, coming up. Carol says, how about Kovacic? <laughs> yeah, he'd be more more for the Yankees, though. Yeah. All right, so what do the Yanks do here? I mean, talk about a roller coaster ride of a season, this, this Yankees team in 2021. They do get to the postseason, but then they lose – in that one game wild card playoff at Fenway to the Red Sox, Garrett Cole really struggled. And and you said, you know what you said to me? You said, this isn't about what Cole's done lately. This is about the full body of work. And 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 did Garrett Cole look like the guy he looked like lately or the full body of work guy? The lately guy. Yeah. So shut up. So here's the thing with the Yankees, right? How much of this do you want to dump on Aaron Boone is the question. It's easy in any sport to make the manager or the head coach the fall guy. Okay. Yep. That's that's the first move. Now, I would agree that the Yankees uh, stylistically don't play a, the, the type of baseball that is built for winning in the postseason. Now, we didn't really get to see that this year. Yes, they technically made the postseason, but I'm talking about being built – to win in a playoff series because that's the most important thing. A one-game scenario, this is baseball, right? Anything can happen. And I think despite what you've seen from Garrett Cole lately, if you tell the Yankees, look, you're going to be in this one-game scenario, but you got Garrett Cole on the mound, then you're built to win the one-game playoff, period. Okay, but this team is not designed to win in a playoff series because of the way they play, right? They rely on the two-run, the three-run home run a little bit too much out of their offense. And in a playoff series, you know, that can get you enough wins in the regular season like we've talked about when you're against the three, four, and five guys in a rotation. You're going you're gonna to rack up the wins when you can hit against those kind of guys. But then you get in the playoffs and you're against the one, twos, and threes, and that's it. Now you're not getting that, that two-run home run or three-run home run as a solo shot. Or you're not getting the home run. And then you ultimately you don't win over the course of a series. How much of that, though, how much of that style and how much of this, the way the team is built is on Aaron Boone? I don't know. I think that's what the, the style the Yankees want to play, and he fits that, so that's right. it. So if you're going to take him out but bring in somebody else and make them play the same style, then I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, if if you decide, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, you decide – that Cashman uh, that the Boone's got to go, then then Cashman's got to go with him. In my opinion, I would hire a GM and a manager uh, in simpatico, and I would I would make sure that these guys are lockstep in the decisions that they're making. Yeah, how do we want to build this roster? What is winning baseball games in 2022? Because it isn't the way this Yankees team is built right now. You know the the addition of Joey Gallo just didn't work, and he's he's under contract for another year. Can they keep a guy like Anthony Rizzo? My guess is Rizzo hits the open market and he's not coming back to New York. And you're still stuck. I know Stanton had a really good September, but you're still stuck with that contract and he's not an everyday guy in the field. And, and for me, he's not a good enough DH to warrant that contract. There are guys through history who have been David Ortiz, JD Martinez at the plate, a guy who hits 330. Fine. But that's not Stanton, and, and I'm with you. He's just one of too many guys in the lineup that are boom or bust. Right. So it gets back to the question, is is Aaron Boone the fault? Is Aaron Boone the No, new? no. I've yeah. said all year it's Cashman. Okay. So that being said, if you're the Yankees, can you bring in somebody else? 
have them play the style you want and find more success than you've seen with Boone? Do you think that's even possible? Because, look, they won a ton of regular season games, okay? Yeah, 92 they, of them. They, they did. They won, uh, you know, enough to win the division in some years. I mean, Tampa Bay had a really good year, won 100 games. So they're doing something right now that they had a season very much that went like this. I mean, it was it – was, high peaks and low valleys with this team. So consistency is something that you certainly want to preach. Their their season mirrored what the lineup does. I mean, it, this is not a team – it's not like the, a team that is built on pitching and you say, well, you're as good as the next day started. No, no. if I'm in the Yankees clubhouse, I'm like, well, I don't know what our lineup is going to give me this week or tomorrow or the next day. And so we're going to ride the roller coaster because the lineup is too unpredictable. Yeah, and Sean's got it right too about – Oh, we were clicking it at the same time, weren't we? <laughs> About Gary Sanchez. Um, yeah, you don't you don't see enough. So un, unmotivated is the scary word, right? If you're a Yankee fan or a fan yeah. of anything. And, you know, if, if those are the kind of things you're seeing, then you can look, I think, to management. Not to say that players shouldn't hold themselves accountable and be motivated because they're going out there making all kinds of money playing, playing baseball, for God's sake. But – do they have problems in the clubhouse? Do they have problems as a unit, you think, staying together? Because no, that's... no. Everything you hear is that the players love right. Aaron Boone. Right. So that being said, if it's not if it's not about the team not being together and it's it's not about really a stylistic thing because it feels like he's he's managing the style that the Yankees want, why would you move him? Yeah. It's not like he's not—he's not the reason the team is not having the success that they want. I mean, they've been in the World Series in twelve years, man. That's that the thing that jumps out at you. It's like you know—you could say the Yankees. Well, they haven't won since '09. Okay, they haven't been to the World Series no. since '09. That's a problem. That is a problem because look, for other franchises, that's just the reality of the sport. It's hard yes. to get there, but. The Yankees are not other franchises, and they are held to a different standard. And that, for the Yankees, is way too long of a gap between yeah. World Series and not even between because they're not they're not there now. So that's something that you've got to correct, and you want to make a, a knee jerk decision after getting eliminated again. But I don't think that's the one to make. All right, so we both say Boone stays. I didn't. I did not see that coming. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, our weekly NFL pick them presented by Pick Six Vodka. Six games. We are struggling, bags. I mean, we are. This is going to be a good week. Okay, be a good week. I don't feel good about my picks. We'll go through them here with our guest picker Jeff Casey is up this week. We're back right after this on Honorado and Bagnardi. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face, sharing laughs, at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. 
At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Jenner, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. All right, Pegs, here we go. We need a bounce back week, man. And we are at Marcellus Appliance Center in Schenectady. Great Clifton Park location as well. Doing so well. They're expanding. It's your birthday bags, but it's Johnny Marcella's 10th wedding anniversary. Wow. I'm so okay. I'm going to try to keep him out of the doghouse, and he wants to wish his wife a happy anniversary. What is 10 years? What's the gift on 10 years? Do you know? Is oh, it you're gold? A long guy. You're new. You're the newlywed. You tell I couldn't me. Even tell you what the one year is. And I you you know, that, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So 10 years and locally too. Johnny's sister, Katie is now the women's basketball head coach at union college. Awesome. Awesome. So a, lot of, a lot of good reasons. Well, maybe we can here. have her on as a guest when the, the time comes. I think that's a good idea. Thank you. Write that write that down because I'll forget it otherwise. All right, uh, Shawnee, how did we do last week? You tell me. I know it was bad. Not good, you know, man. We didn't win two and four. Look at this. look at the look at the records plummeting here. I'm four games under 500 and in first place. This is not good. By the way, there's a guy here at Marcellus named James, and when I walked in, he said, "If you have a ga- if you have a gambling segment of some sort, a betting segment, I'm your guy." So maybe James will find his way onto our NFL Pick'em segment here one week. The viewer is getting close, Shawnee, and this is yeah. making me uncomfortable because we had a big lead to start the season. We did. I like that we're still ahead of the viewer mark there. I've got a one-game lead on the viewer overall, the viewers, and you've got a, a one-game lead on me. But to be under 500 like that and for you to be winning, you're right. We've got to turn this around. And it's going to start right now. This is the week to turn things around. I like where we're starting here the one and three Jets and the one and three Falcons. Well, and we go in order of time. This is 9.30 a.m. Eastern yeah. Sunday oh. kickoff on NFL Network in London. So watching the Falcons and the Giants, the, the Falcons, you know, remind me that, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan can still lead a drive and this team can still occasionally uh, have some good moments. But – the Jets proved a lot last week. I think they're going to try to continue to take the, that, that step in the right direction like I talked about earlier. Now, I picked the Jets the first, what, three weeks in our pick six. At least the first two. And they did not help us at all, help me at all. I then went against them last week, and they won. So you'd think I'd keep that no. I'm going Jets here because of how they look last week and because of the fact you get points. You're going to give me three and a half. So if the Jets win this game or lose by a field goal, we still win this bet. That was enough for me given the points. If this was a pick em, I would have taken a little bit more time to think about it. Saw those points, took the Jets right away. Me too. I think the Jets – I'm, I'm encouraged. I have been all season by the Jets' defense. I don't think Atlanta is going to light it up offensively. And I think 
Robert Sala's a guy who knows how to build momentum off a win like this. Maybe Zach Wilson looks like a different quarterback this week with a little bit of confidence after getting his first win. And he made some big-time throws in that victory also. Like, for as bad as he looked the first couple, three weeks, I thought he looked really good at times last week and showed you that promise as to why the Jets said, hey, yeah, he, he's the second overall pick for us. Now, this is what we point out all the time. There are, there are three of us. So you want to be on an island enough yeah. where you can – and here is Jeff right out of the gate on an island with the Falcons. That's great. Uh, the Jets are going to be on TV then, right? Wow. What do you know? You're, you're such an idiot. Somebody, you know what? Somebody commented on, I think it was on, somebody tweeted at us. And and the, the comment was just, they shouldn't be on TV. They're awful. And I thought, I think he's talking about us. And then I realized what your comment was about the Jets. And they thought, no, he is he is talking about the Jets. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll assume that. Yeah, it was the Jets. He, okay. is talking, he is talking about the Jets. All right, our second game of the week here. We haven't picked the Patriots in a couple of weeks. Their game, anyway, I should say. Yeah. And this is a 1-3 and three against a 1-3. and three, But I'm going to be very frank with you. There are not a lot of intriguing games. It's only week five. But I looked at the slate bags, and I thought, not a ton of great games – Let's let's get a big number in here and see what happens. Nine and a half, New England's favored. The Houston's bad, man. Houston without Tyrod Taylor, and they're not going to play Deshaun Watson. What is I mean, what is going on there? You so, get Davis Mills. Belichick is going to eat Davis Mills alive, and he's coming off a loss to Tom Brady in prime time. New England, big, big. So you're right about New England that the primetime game with Tampa Bay, which did you stay up for the whole thing, by the way? No, we, I didn't. Made it into the third quarter, and that was it. Tough. Yeah. Um, yes. So they played, I think, better than a lot of people expected them to. Remember, the Texans got absolutely rolled. We we were scared by that big point spread. 16 and a half? What was the number? Something yeah, like that. Against Buffalo. And, of course, it, was, it ends up being 40 to nothing. But I'm taking the Texans. I'm on. I'm on the. You're on the island here this time. I don't know. It's just a gut thing here. With I think it could be a downer game after you. You know, you look at it as being like a bounce back for New England. I think they might have a down game, and and the Texans just have to hang around. You know, yeah. The point spread thing, like I said, I learned last week. It's Buffalo. I learned more about Buffalo and picking against the point spread in that game than I did about Houston. Fair. So. So for me, it's like, yeah, they can score points in a hurry, and I'm not going to view the point spread the same way in their matchup with other teams. But this is still a big number, so give me the Texans at home to at least hang around. All right, Jeff and I say New England will cover the 9.5. We'll, we'll happily give the points. You are taking them. Okay. On the honor. Right. A home team with almost 10 points in the NFL – Two yeah. one and three teams. All right, here's my game of the of the weekend, of course, because it involves Green Bay. But this is a good game. I, I I really I looked at it and I thought we've picked the Packers a few times already this season. Let's stay away from Green Bay. But two three and one teams, a really emerging Cincinnati squad, of course, with the number one overall pick from last season, Joe Burrow, and he and Jamar Chase have looked like that. Haven't missed really a lot of time from that one year off. Um, this is a good, good game. Green Bay, though, favored as a road team. And I'm looking at our guy, Nick <laughs> Matalone. 
he is a huge Bengals fan and and he lets us know about it. I know every week on this show, um, I'm, I'm going to do this with him standing within earshot. I am of course on my, we're all on the Packers. Okay. I'm on the Packers. Here's the thing for me. They're, they're clicking right now. Now, defensively, I worry about their ability to hold Cincinnati under 30, to be completely honest with you. And so if you're going to cover three and a half, now we're talking about, get, you know, I mean, like 38, is Green Bay going to get to 30? That, that's where I worry about, I think they went outright by more than a field goal. But I'll roll the dice here just because Aaron Rodgers now, after week one, looks like he's on that MVP level of a year ago. Yeah, and that's just it. And, and Jeff has nailed it right here as well with they have found their stride. Yeah. And the Bengals are three and one. They narrowly got past a winless Jacksonville team on Thursday night last week. Green Bay should win this game by a touchdown. So three and a half, I feel comfortable enough with that number, despite it being a road game. Uh, you might get hit. Are you within arm's length of Nick there? You might get struck. We might get thrown here. He is now. Can we get a who day, maybe? You know, <laughs> Burrow to Chase. Get used to it, NFL. It's happening. Out into the jungle. Who day? There he um, is, the resident Bengals fan. You don't find a lot of Bengals fans in the five one eight. No, but look, reason for them to be excited about where they're going, and and I think we're all on the same page that Burrow is is the guy there. Oh, and you said it with Chase. I mean that he's he. People were worried about him, I think, like in the preseason. He had some drops. drops. Give me a break. This, this guy and these guys together are a really good combination. Packers win this game. No, they're just too good right now. All right, now we get into the 4 o'clock window. This is 425 Giants-Cowboys. Big Blue gets their first win a week ago. Dallas has looked really good. I mean, look, that one loss you see there was the opening night of the season when the defending Super Bowl champions rarely ever lose on that Thursday night. It's a home game. They get the rings. The place is going crazy. And, oh, by the way, it's Brady. And that was a game that, you know, you go back and watch it. Dallas had had plenty of opportunities to win that game. Dallas right now, Bags, maybe as good as any team in the NFL. And, and people aren't talking a lot about them because of the way Buffalo has blown teams out lately because of the way we're so enamored with what Patrick Mahomes is able to do in Kansas City because Tom Brady at 44 is still playing at a ridiculously high level. This Dallas offense might be the best offense in football. Look, I'm very high on Dak Prescott, as you know. I have been from the start for a long time with him, and he might be playing his best football of his career right now. So – Said it earlier, Dallas should win this game. They should win this game at home. I'm taking the Giants. I am taking the Giants to cover the spread but lose the game. I like being on this island. Like I said, th- here's the advantage. You, you, you don't want to be in lockstep every every pick. I like this island. Seven and a half, man. Dallas at home. They, they are going to win this game by double digits. Now, it may only be 10. But, but they will win this game by double digits. Uh, my prediction last week was that Alvin Kamara would have a huge game because Blake Martinez was missing and, and he's out for the year for the Giants. I had a comment here, too, about Blake Martinez. This is, I, may, I may not find it now, but, but that's, that, that to me is a big key, not having him at the linebacker position. Go ahead. No, but I, yeah, I agree. That's a big loss for them. There's no question about it. This is a division game. Right. 
the Giants coming off a good road win against another decent NFC team. This, I just see it being closer than that seven and a half. I, I believe the Cowboys will win. They'll, they'll close it out in the fourth quarter, right? But I have them winning it by a touchdown. That literally, that half a point for me made me just say, you know what, what the heck, I'll go with the Giants. There it is. Jeff's in the same page. Yeah. Keep it close. Look, I, I love this feature here, right? I love when our guest picker can watch with us as as we do the picks and 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 chime in live. It's a great feature. Uh, he says, "Keep it close; they don't get blown out." Rivalry games, yeah. You get you guys are thinking right along with one another, man. Games and the Giants, they they have to have a good showing in this game, right? Don't you feel Why? that way? for people Why? to not think that last week wasn't just okay one week? You know, for them to really say, "No, no, no." That we are, we are what some people thought maybe at the beginning of the season that we could be. Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, taking that next step with Daniel Jones, and we'll get Saquon Barkley back and healthy. So you got to keep this one close. Keep respectable if you're the Giants. And what have we learned here too? And I know it goes without saying for most NFL teams. Um, if Daniel Jones isn't giving the ball away. They're going to be in every game. There's no reason they should get blown out of of any game if Jones isn't turning it over more than once, I'll say. I mean, if they become multiple turnovers from him, then, then yeah, look out because Dak Prescott will, will likely light them up. Browns Chargers. We talked about it at the open of the show just because I thought, hey, this game really interests me. I will, I will try to watch some of it on Sunday, even though it isn't a game in our market, NFL Red Zone or, or whatever. Um Cleveland was kind of the media darling team at the beginning of the year because they played so well last year. You could have made a case for them winning in Kansas City in the playoffs. But now I think the Chargers have have overtaken them as like kind of that that sexy pick for a lot of people and 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 include me in the group that has been incredibly impressed at what LA has done here under a first year head coach but with Justin Herbert playing at an incredibly high level and all the weapons he has, and we talked about at the beginning of the show, all the weapons he has, this is a team that offensively can hang with anybody in the league, yeah. Chiefs included. I was impressed with their win against Vegas. Uh, it was a very confusing game because it's the oh. Raiders and the Chargers, and I thought it was Oakland and San Diego for a minute, and it was neither of that, you know, still getting used to those. No, um, they, they look good. Where do you think I'm going with this? Where do you think I'm going? Well, you said you will not pick the Browns. So we're all on L.A. Interesting. Yeah, look, I mean, they're, they're the home team. They're playing well, and and they're only a point-and-a-half favorite at the time of these picks. So to me, when I looked at the number, I like L.A. already. And when I look at the number, I said, no problem. Yeah, me too. I bet that was the same thought process on that. Yeah, okay. So we're all – on the Chargers, we'll do a recap here before the show's up. But we're all on the Chargers um, to cover one and one and a half, one and a half. And Jeff says no Jarvis Land. Yeah, hurting, but yeah, and and good point. Not the same relationship with OBJ. I still watch them this year, and I think, and maybe I'm just I got the narrative in the back of my mind from a couple of years ago when Baker said he felt like he had to force the ball to OBJ, but that's what it looks like is that he and OBJ are just in different playbooks almost. And that Baker is just trying to appease his star receiver by throwing it his direction as much as possible. I I don't love that. Mm -hmm. I don't love that. Bills and chiefs, the Sunday nighter. 
here's the here's the number that surprised you because sharps in Vegas will tell you that NFL home teams get three, but maybe it's closer to two and a half. Either way, the Chiefs are only getting the points that come along with being a home team. Yeah. Which yeah. tells you how impressive the Buffalo offense, in my mind, the defense is good, but how good that Buffalo offense has been the last two weeks and two shutouts in the last three weeks, Bags. I mean, this this team is four weeks in figuring it out already. Yeah, they're playing offense. They're playing defense. The Chiefs have shown some holes a little bit this year. You know, two and two is not necessarily what you would expect out of them. I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking and they the- don't lose, you know, Mahomes. And here's Jeff. Mahomes doesn't lose games in September. He did. Yeah. But it's now October. Um, I like Buffalo in this spot, too, clearly. We're both on the Bills here, Bags. This would be a great game, and obviously we're not going to be surprised if this goes either way. I wouldn't be shocked if either team won by 10 points. Interesting. Okay, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pose this as a passing of the torch in any way. But is this the turning point now for Buffalo where we where we see them win a game that convinces us, okay, they are legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Are they already in that category for you, or do you need to see them win a game like this? Well, so I'll answer the question this way. If this was the AFC Championship game, my pick would not look like what it looks like here. But it isn't. So, yes, I think that if they come out and really put forth a great game in this one, really take it to the Chiefs on the road in prime time, then, yes, that's going to really cement for me some of the dominance that we've seen to this point, you know, like you said, the shutouts, the, the overwhelming point totals. But let's be clear, this is not the Houston Texans. Okay, yes. this is going to be this is going to be a much better game. But I, I just something about Buffalo right now, the way they're rolling, the way Kansas City hasn't fully clicked for me all year. I'm going to go Buffalo. Like I said, playoff game, different story. But right now, I'm on the Bills. All right, here's how it looks, people. Jeff is on an island in the Jets-Falcons game. Yep. Bags is on an island in the Patriots-Texans game. We're all on Green Bay. Yep. Give me the Cowboys while Shawnee, you and Jeff go with the Giants. We're all on the Chargers. And then Jeff gets another opportunity in that night game. How about I love this because it may set up where Jeff gets that Sunday night game against us, and that makes all the difference. Yeah, because all Jeff has to do is tie. So you look at before the Sunday night game, you know, Green Bay and L.A., those games are pushes no matter what happens. And then we've got one game different from Jeff. We each have one game different from Jeff before then. So, yeah, it could come down to him trying to tie one of us or beat both of us. So we'll see, man. This is going to be good. Yeah, I love it. All right, our thanks to Pick 6 Vodka, the entire crew up there, Holly and Adam and Serge, for being part of this show each and every week during the NFL season with our NFL Pick'em segment. What do you got? What are you laughing at here? (laughs) No, I was nothing. Well, Sam's saying Chiefs are due. Sean's a Bills fan, so he says due for a win against the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's what it's setting. That's what I feel is that, like, the time has come for Buffalo to win a game like this. I don't know if you said if it was the AFC championship, I don't know what my pick would be because I haven't seen the length of the season, but, right. but 
at this point, it feels like Buffalo is ready to win a game like this. Well, if, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs go out there and they win by 17 points, are you then ready to say, okay, there really isn't a, a test for them in the AFC right now? No, I'm still not there. Okay. I'm, right. I'm still not there. I think the Chiefs have enough holes, and, and I think the Bills' offense is going to exploit them. It's on defense for this Chiefs team. I, I think that's what's going to hold them back ultimately. Look, you know, they signed a guy like Josh Gordon, all that's nice, but how many weapons do you possibly need for Patrick Mahomes? There's one football, and there are only a certain number of plays each game. So it's nice to keep adding these, you know, big-name offensive guys, even though Gordon hasn't done anything in years. It's the defense that's the problem in Kansas City. Okay. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, We'll only have a few minutes left, and I can't wait to get Shawnee's opinion as to what his Brooklyn Nets should do about Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I got two words. Trade him. If you're overweight, if you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreher at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. Teams, athletes, organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreher has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhaus. We are at Marcella's Appliance Center in Schenectady. Good look at the newsroom there. That's that's not us. No. So there you go. Better look at the showroom floor here at Marcella's. You call that I the did. newsroom? I did. Man, you got to get your head out of that. Come on. Other than the appliances, though, doesn't it kind of have the feel of the newsroom? Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit nicer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a lot of it nicer. I'm hanging out in the Thermador section here at Marcella's and and bags. You are the, where the Sub Zero Wolf section, obviously. Uh, all this is all high end appliances yeah. here. Like this is the top shelf stuff, man. It's good. It's good stuff, man. I love yeah. it. All right, in the final moments we have here on this week's show. Kyrie Irving has been a big talking point because we are really close to the start of the NBA season. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, what's the opener for Brooklyn? Yeah, Milwaukee in less than two weeks. Yeah, and they'll play their first home game, which is really the most important date here, October 24th, maybe, something like that. Um, and, and Irving, who is not vaccinated, as far as we know, I don't think he's just playing a game with everybody, is not eligible to play games in new york city so that's right. 41 of them at barclays center two of them at the garden i'm up to 43 and then the game that he would play with the nets in oakland against the warriors that'd be 44 games an unvaccinated player would miss if they're a, if they're a player 
with the Warriors, Knicks, or Nets. This cannot sustain, Bags. You have to do something with this guy, don't you? Yeah, you have to trade him. Uh, because, look, this is just another Kyrie Irving distraction, right? This is just the, another in a long line of distractions from this guy. This is this is about him. It's always about him. And and whether or not, I mean, we, we could get into a whole argument of whether or not you can even have a legitimate reason to not get vaccinated other than a medical reason, right? Yep. But what I don't hear from him is, hey, here's what's going on. Hey, listen, I'm not vaccinated, but but here's why. Right. I it's really important to me that I don't miss half of our season, guys. So here's I'm working with the team. We're, you don't hear any of that. And the reason is because he's a selfish guy and it's all about him. So I've had enough of it. The Nets have a point guard. His name's James Harden. I say move him to get something else, whether it be another big man or another scorer. I texted you yesterday. I'd rather have Karis LeVert or Jared Allen, two guys who they recently moved. I would trade him one for one to get either one of those guys back just because the big man presence Jared Allen will give you or the scoring that Karis LeVert would give you. I'm done with him. Now, I know you got to keep Kevin Durant happy, and I, and I know that they have a relationship. Yep. Ben Simmons is not the answer. Okay, because he he's he's not a winning play. You know, you can bring him in. You can't have Ben Simmons on the floor in a big spot. So what's the point, right? You got to look at this from the playoffs. I had that Nets Bucks game seven still on my DVR, and I went back and watched the end of it the other day. No, and you yet, didn't. I watched. Yes. So of course they were literally an inch away from yep. winning that game in regulation. If Durant's shot at the end is a three and not a two, overtime. So frustrating because they get the first basket. Milwaukee doesn't score until under a minute and a half to go in that. So the chances were there. And, and, and then you got the Hawks, who you would have beat, and then Phoenix. You did it without Kyrie Irving and James Harden was hurt. He should be looking at this now as we were that close to a championship, that close. Yeah. What can I do to make us get over the hump? And not only is it not that, it's a complete opposite with him, this selfishness. He's got to go if this team – is going to be able to get over the hump and win a title because of how much of a distraction he is. Jason says, send Kyrie to the sun. You know what Kyrie would say? If you put him on the surface of the sun, he'd say, sun isn't hot. It's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Look, we've talked about this in the past. I think he has some significant you know, mental health issues that need to be addressed. And I think this is more in line with, with that in his history than it has yep. anything to do with being vaccinated or not vaccinated. Because really – just go get vaccinated. It's 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 pretty straightforward. But look, something could happen so uh, socially or politically in the middle of the season, and then he decides he's going to miss fifteen games for no reason. He just and can't to happen. me, an NBA player getting vaccinated, it, it's this is not a political statement. This is about being a good teammate. Yes. You know, if, if you want to be a good teammate, there are there are some risks involved, right? You got to you got to be unselfish. And for me, that's that's a big thing here. Is is Kyrie obviously just not showing that all right this has been fun bags from the showroom of marcel's appliance center uh in schenectady thanks for hanging out and watching everybody on Arado and bagnardi on the news channel 13 facebook and twitter pages and on my four